Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Welcome never seen the movie Career Opportunities with Jennifer Connelly, this song was featured prominently in that John Hughes movie. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> All right. So Burke asked me a question because he, uh, yeah, he, 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 Scott came back with a tank top and I saw a tattoo on his shoulder and I said, hey, Scott, what's that? So his shoulder and it's a comedy and tragedy mask. Yes, it is. You got a story about that? I had a cassette tape. Motley Crue Theater of Pain. Which had the comedy tragedy mask on it. I got this tattoo uh nineteen ninety two 
Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, Millington, Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, first tattoo, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Some guy in his garage, you know, <laughs> where his name was Bones. And of course. We, we'd go over to Bones' house and get drunk and fucked up and all that. And he'd give people tattoos. And like after the third time that I was there, he was like, hey, you need a tattoo. And I went, okay, here's what I want. And I show him the Theater of Pain cassette cover. And I said, I just don't want the pentagram in there because the pentagram is something that I just, you know, it's, it's not me. I, I, I just don't want the pentagram. So if you look at the tattoo, you will see comedy tragedy, but right this there a circle with a pentagram in the middle. <laughs> it's like, you should have told me that before I was drinking. <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> I actually went to see if I could get the um the A little cover up action or something or well yeah get it lasered to remove the pentagram because I I, I still like the tattoo um even though it's faded and I have old skin now but that's beside the point. Anyways, where were we on our list? I was up to my number nine. Did I do my number nine? I don't remember. Well, I'll go quickly. Through what's this your one? one what's your number nine? He was not born in Ohio. However, uh, at the age of four, he grew up near Cleveland, Ohio. So he grew up in Ohio. It's Mr. Bob Hope. Born 1903, passed away at 2003 at age 100. Damn. He was not born here. But that's okay. Do you know why that's okay? Why? Because you, you met him? The one theater that, well, one one of the theaters at Southern Methodist. <laughs> At Southern Methodist University here in Dallas is called the Bob Hope Theater. There you go. And I used to do tons of shows in there before they said that they didn't like me. Nah, they're lost. Everyone says they don't like me at some point in time, and I don't care. But go ahead with Mr. Bob Hope. Apparently he attended the Boys Industrial School in Lancaster, Ohio. Uh, and donated sizable sums of money to that institution, had a brief career as a boxer in 1919, fighting under the name Hacky East. Uh, he had three wins and one loss. Not too bad. Um, but, you know, Bob Hope, he's kind of an institution, you know? Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Dorothy L'Amour. Uh, that's what I was thinking, the road to Brazil, the road to Bali. Bob Hope was the guy that did all the road to whatever movies. My bad. Big into the going over and, and supporting the troops uh, during the war. Uh, yeah, he was he was huge with the USO. Yeah, yeah. 
Adventures uh, of Bob Hope, USO, Broadway appearances, um, sports car racing. What? Hold on. He became part owner of the Riverside International Raceway in Moreno Valley, California. Interesting. Shut up on the Golden Girls. The Simpsons. Just, yeah, just all around good guy and just kind of, you know, that, that, I've always liked Bobo. I thought he'd make it on the list. And apparently I thought he was born in Ohio and he was not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Along with my next guy. Damn it. But anyway, so that was my number nine. My number eight. Mr. Dave Grohl. God damn. How did he not make it on my what? Dave Grohl was born in Uh, Warren, Ohio in 1969. There's like a big guitar sculpture in his honor in Ohio, too, man. David Eric Grohl was born in Warren, Ohio on January 14th, 1969. The son of teacher Virginia Jean and news writer James Harper Grohl. He is of German, Irish, and Slovak descent. In addition to being an award-winning journalist, James has also served as the special assistant to Senator Robert Taft Jr. Really? Yes, his dad was a bigwig in, in the town. Now, he didn't stay in Ohio forever. Um, he went to visit his... Uh, Grohl and his sister spent the summer at age 13 at their cousin's house in Evanston, Illinois. His cousin Tracy introduced them to punk rock by taking the pair to shows by a variety of punk bands. His first concert was Naked Ray Gun, then the (laughs) Cubby Bears. Grohl recalled from... Then on, we were totally punk. <laughs> so he started his band as a punk band. Uh, when he hooked <laughs> up with, um, well, as a teenager, he had a band from 1986 to 1990. In uh, what do you call it? Uh, he he moved to he had moved to Washington D.C. No, okay. Grohl briefly contemplated joining Shock Rockers Guar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Who were looking for a drummer at the time. Grohl auditioned auditioned, uh, with a different band instead called Scream, and that was the start of his drumming career. (laughs) While playing in Scream, Grohl became a fan of the Melvins and eventually befriended them. During a 1990 tour stop on the West Coast, Melvin's guitarist Buzz Osborne took his friend Kurt Cobain. I've heard of him. And Chris Novoselic of the band Nirvana to see Scream. Following the breakup of Scream, Grohl called Osborne for advice. Osborne informed him that Nirvana was looking for a drummer. Hence, he became the drummer of Nirvana. There you go. In an interview, 
Dave Grohl, who is considered one of the best drummers in grunge rock, admits he that the song Smells Like Teen Spirit is the riffs from three other drummers' Dis- songs. Disco songs. All disco songs. I just, I, the minute that he said that, I was like, oh my God. Uh, he went on after Kurt Cobain's death to start the Foo Fighters. Um, Absolutely fantastic band. Just a phenomenal band. Um, and, like he's and, such a genuinely good dude. Like, if you've ever seen, like, he'll bring up kids on stage in the middle of his concerts mm-hmm. and, and let them, you know, drums, guitar. Can you play this? Yeah. Okay. Go play it. And it's phenomenal. And then, like, during lockdown, remember the, the, I don't remember the name of the little girl, but like they were having this drum off battle. Oh, the girl from, calls. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was the girl. Oh, she's, um, she's an English girl. Uh, oh, I, I'll yeah, have I, to, I'll have to look that up, but, um, I know who you're talking about. And she's yeah. she's only like 10, 12. Oh yeah, but she's phenomenal. I mean, it's just what a what a good dude. Oh my god, what a good dude. He's well, he it goes even further. Um the drummer for the Foo, Foo Fighters was Taylor Hawkins. And uh unfortunately, Dave Grohl went through another death in the band that he was in. And um this is this is totally on youtube go and look it up he uh after taylor hawkins died he had taylor hawkins son who was like 15 or 16 come and play oh well the foo fighters and i was like that he is just a classy yeah he is a classy mf'er yeah and absolutely i I mean he he's rich as hell he's made it for the rest of his life but he flat out said he's here to advance other people as well you gotta give back to get back and um just i i love the guy um i cannot believe he didn't make my list good good job kudos you all right sir who's your next not from ohio (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Trent Reznor, who apparently was born in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he although, was. Yeah, but his first like ever TV appearance in a band was right in Cleveland. And he was in a pop band. And like all the dudes are wearing all the, the bright colors and everything. And there's the, the dude in the background wearing all black. <laughs> but that's so- why Pretty Hate Machine sounds like uh, dance music on horribly wrong because that's kind of he had a little bit of that background in in a like a pop dance group but then put his own aesthetic on it which i find fascinating it was like oh this makes sense now um oh let's see excuse me while i find references to ohio none really now there's one origin cleveland ohio okay um after a year, Kyle dropped out to pursue a music career in Cleveland. 
first band was The Urge, a cover band. He joined The Innocent as a keyboardist. They released one album. Reznor left the band, joined a local band called Exotic Birds, appeared with them as a fictional band called The Problem. Okay. Uh, contributed keyboards to the band Slam Bamboo and briefly joined the new wave band Lucky Pierre. Interesting. Court of Appeals, Ohio document. That would be interesting to look at. Guitarist <laughs> from Ohio, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I, I've seen him play a couple times. He's amazing. I, I honestly thought he was from Cleveland originally, but apparently he spent quite a bit of time here and his musical background is Ohio. So we'll give him the honorary Ohio degree. How's that? You failed. No, no. <sighs> We're going to fail again on the next one, too, just so you know. Oh, my gosh. Not again. <laughs> <sighs> All right. My number seven. Okay. And the one after that. Mr. Martin Sheen. Oh, God, I forgot he was from Ohio. Martin Sheen, born in Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, same place that the Wright brothers are from. And yet none of them are famous for being from Ohio. Ramon Antonio Gerardo <laughs> Estevez, also known as Martin Sheen. <laughs> Born August 3rd, 1940. Uh... Sheen was born in Dayton, Ohio. To I'm not going to say these names because there's two. It's Francisco Estevez Martinez and Marianne Filan. There you go. Uh, Both of Sheen's parents were immigrants. His mother was Irish. During birth. Now, this is kind of weird. I know. I was just reading that. I'm like, really? During birth, Sheen's left arm was crushed by forceps, giving him limited lateral movement of that arm. He has, has herbs palsy uh, and resulting in the, the arm being three inches shorter than the right. That's very interesting. Yeah. Another Catholic. Um, I don't know why that's important, but they seem to put it yeah, they put it in bold letters just so all the other Catholics go, hey, look. Um, <laughs> okay, so the the moment... Interesting th family history. Good God. Oh, yeah. If you read that whole thing, you'll be like, like wow. Islander Bermuda, the family went back there. He was the only one born in Ohio. Uh, yeah. Contracted polio as a child. Well, that's... He reigned bedridden for a year. Yeah. Dear God. Sister Kenny's method helped him regain use of his legs. Damn. Sheen was greatly influenced by actor James Dean. Speaking of the impact Dean had on him, Sheen stated, all of his movies had a profound effect on my life, in my work, and all my generation. He transcended cinema acting. 
it was no longer acting, it was human behavior. Martin Sheen talks about the fact that he does his hair the way that he does his hair because of James Dean. And honestly, honestly, go back and watch The West Wing. This is Uh, for that matter, go back to uh, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. But the West Wing was 1980s, and he still had the same hair sh- hairdo. Um, and honestly, the 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 West Wing was what got me really hooked on Martin Sheen. It was a great adaptation of what the White House is. Um. But they actually made you feel like the White House cared about people. (laughs) As opposed to him being a presidential candidate in the dead zone where he was a complete fucking psycho. Oh, yeah, he was psychotic (laughs) in that. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I love every performance I see him in. I, I love him, so. 60s and 70s, we have My Three Sons, Flipper, The FBI, Mission Impossible, Hawaii Five O, Dan August, <laughs> The Rookies, Columbo, The Streets of San Francisco, Mod Squad. That was just those 10 years. <laughs> As he grew up, he had two children. Two children. Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Two children that had very lucrative uh, careers in the entertainment industry. Sheen, as long as he's not hooked on drugs or something, he is one of the best actors that you will ever find. He made Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah. Now, Emilio Estevez was a great actor. Breakfast. A little more under the radar, but like, but he, yeah, his stuff was subtle. It was nice. Well, he turned into a director. Golf clap. Golf clap. I want to be just like you. I figure all I need is a lobotomy and some tights. You wear tights? No, no, I don't wear tights. I wear the required uniform. Tights. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Just a great, I, great actor, but his directing credits are actually starting to take over a bit more for what he does. Oh, nice. Um, so, but back to his father. His father, I put his father up there with Michael Douglas, a very strong actor. His presence is known the minute that he pops onto a film. So anyways, that is my number eight. How about you, sir? Uh, Another one not born in Ohio. Somebody not from Ohio. Yep. Although, uh, Where'd I go? Where'd I go? Where'd I go? 
1973, he moved to his mother's native city of Lebanon, Ohio, where he attended Lebanon High School, from which he graduated in 1979, spent the summer of 1979 working at Kings Island Amusement Park. Mr. Woody Harrelson. Not on my list. Well, probably, probably because he's not from Ohio. They worked at Kings Island. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Tom I Hanks mean, worked at Keene Park. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these people were born here and moved away immediately. These people were born somewhere else and moved here. So they came here on purpose. That sounded really good, didn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I love Woody. I love him on Cheers. I especially love uh, Zombieland. Oh, my God. Zombieland's a fabulous film. And Both I mean, of them are. I mean, Woody Harrelson coming into Cheers to take over for Coach after Coach died was, was brilliant. Was just the best idea they came up with. I mean, because Coach... Coach was a stable part of that show. And oh, yeah. That could have really, really shut down that show. That, that could have gone badly, but man, he just he stepped in and, and, and filled those shoes and, and, and took it even a step further. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just a great all-around actor. Um, and Zombieland is one of my favorites, <laughs> especially when they go to Burt Reynolds' house. No, no, no. Uh, or, uh, uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> oh, um, God. But oh, wait. It wasn't the Lebowski. Was he in the Lebowski? No. Big Lebowski? No, it wasn't Lebowski. He was in the, uh, the, 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 the bowling film. Right, right. Bill, tr- Bill Murray. Uh, uh, Kingpin. Yes, where Bill Murray keeps combing over like the <laughs> three hairs that he has. Oh my! White He's... man can't jump. Natural born killers. Uh, no country for old men. Uh, now you see me was actually pretty decent. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Hunger Games. He was actually very good in Hunger Games, I thought. So, but anyway, so that was that was my number seven. That almost counted. But you get up next, man. That was your number eight, wasn't it? No, nah, it was my number seven because Reznor was my eight. I jumped over because like one of my guys was your guy. But anyway. I skipped one to make up. For well, that. I think we both had Clancy Brown. He was on your runner up and he's on my top list. I don't know. I'm on my number eight, so I don't know. What uh, go doing. ahead and do your number eight. Then. I don't yeah, know whatever. what you're doing. I don't know. Whatever. Ed O'Neill. How did he not? Oh, no. He was on my number 18. Yeah. From Youngstown. Yes. Born Edward Leonard O'Neill. Leonard? Leonard 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 T W O twelve 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 
Youngstown, Ohio, April 12th, 1946. Um, 77 years old and just stopped filming his last TV series, which was A Modern Family. Yeah, Arrested Development came out. That's not it. Yeah, Modern Family was good stuff. Oh, my God. Modern Family ran from 2009 to 2020. Now, before I get into everything else, Ed O'Neill is freaking awesome. Oh, God, yeah. Ted Bundy, come on. He will um, always and forever be Ted Bundy. He will always be Ted Bundy. But what most people don't know about him, or maybe some do, is the fabulous song Booty Town. Ed O'Neill was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1969. Oh, really? <laughs> Under rookie head coach Chuck Knoll, but was cut in training camp. Having to compete with fellow rookie defensive linemen like Mean Joe Green, Elsie Greenwood for a roster spot, both became key members of the Steel Curtain defense while Ed O'Neill was left out. Later, while while on Married with Children, O'Neill played a former high school football star who had failed to make it big and constantly reminisced about his glory days at Polk High. <laughs> As part of this theme, former Pittsburgh Steelers great and pro football Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw also made two guest appearances on the show. Nice. That, that makes a lot of sense now that you say that out loud. <laughs> O'Neill worked as a substitute social studies teacher at his alma mater, Ursuline High School. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. I love this guy. Uh, he went to Youngstown State University, where he was a defensive lineman, and he pledged Delta Sigma Phi. Wow. Um, All right. I can never look at him nicely again because he's a... <laughs> pledged. He, he pledged. Is that a pledge <laughs> pin on your uniform? <laughs> okay, do you remember a, a movie from 1990 called The Adventures of Ford Fairlane? I do. He, he played a detective in there that had a one disco hit called Booty Time. Which is what I was referencing earlier. Um, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Hang on. Wasn't Lieutenant that... Lieutenant Amos. Yeah, but wasn't that Dice Clay? Yep. Andrew Dice Clay was the lead in that. Okay. Ed was in that for a hot second. Um, the film was both a commercial and critical. <laughs> it's a cult film. Fuck that. <laughs> Being awarded the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Picture. Tying with Bo Derek's ghost <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> he was in both Wayne World movies too. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Um, that just cracks me up. Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Ed O'Neill was a different type of actor, though. He was a character actor. Um, oh yeah. And honestly, the 
character that he played was basically the same. Ted Bundy, okay, his character in Modern Family was Ted Bundy all over. Just older, divorced just, and older. Just older, and yeah. with, <laughs> with I a mean, hot wife. With a hot wife. <laughs> Some of his lines in that were just. <laughs> Do you want to come shower with me? If I ever answer no to that question, you have my permission to go downstairs, get my gun, and shoot me dead. <laughs> there were so many walls broken in that. <laughs> Uh, he also starred in Wayne's World. Yep, both of them. Both of them. Uh, not many. Uh, not many. Uh, you know what? I'm. I think I'm kind of done with this. Uh, married actress Catherine Russoff. As of 2016, they were living in Los Angeles together, so they're still married. Uh, yeah, that's about it for all of my. Stuff about O'Neill. Oh wait. Oh wait. He was, he was there's gonna, more. He was going to be a boxer once. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, sir. You uh, got another one not from Ohio. This is your that number seven, right? Uh, nope, number six. I don't know how you're one off of me, but go I ahead. don't know. But anyway. I mean, next time, next time. Okay, we're not going to do this again. Next time, we are being prepared. And where? What's the fun in that? I don't know. I think people are going to get annoyed after a while of going. Are we on eleven or ten? <laughs> I'm on my number six. So this gentleman, at the age of two years old, moved to North Ridgeville, Ohio. And he lived there until he was 15 years old. Uh, this is Mr. Martin Eugene Mull, born 1943 and still alive and kicking. Bless his heart. Ever, you maybe a little young, you probably never saw Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, but that's no. where I first saw him. Um, he played Colonel Mustard in Clue. Uh, yes. Leon Carp on Roseanne. Yes. William Kraft and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. Um, he was also in Arrested Development. Two and a Half Men as the drug-using humorous pharmacist. Uh, he was in the film FM, if I recall. Had a music career, which I did not know about. Um, and he was a painter, of all things. So, yeah, I've always I, I've always thought he had great, great comedic timing. Unfortunately, not born here, but lived a lot of his life here. So, um, I remember wait a minute, wait a him going. What did he do? Notable live gigs included opening for Randy Newman, Frank Zappa, Billy Joel. And Bruce Springsteen at the Shady Grove Music Fair in Gaithersburg, Maryland. How did I not know about this? Uh, musical comedian. Okay, got it. Okay, not just a musician, a musical comedian. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, I understand better now. All right, 
I uh, I saw him the first time I think it was in Mr. Mom. I remember him in that, but I'm trying to remember the first time. I I think right. the movie FM might be the first time. No, it was Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, because my parents used to watch that every blue moon. Really bizarre. That uh, was 1976 and 1977. And yeah. yes, I probably saw. Yeah, I'm sure I saw him in it. But Mr. Mom was where I really kind of got into him. Uh <clears throat> he was in Roseanne as mm-hmm. Leon Carp for a long time. Oh yeah. And uh I I kind of really started liking him in this uh this new show that had come out called The Cool Kids which is an American television sitcom created by Charlie Day and Paul Freshberg. The series follows three male residents in a retirement community. Oh, yeah. That is a good show. Leslie Jordan was in it, <laughs> as well as David Allen Greer. Yes. I could not. I, I watched every episode. And and God bless Leslie Jordan. That, that man was He's to- so funny die for as far as funny goes um another show that he was in for a while was with aston kutcher uh danny masterson and um oh come on the guy from roadhouse long hair Patrick Swayze. no the, he's dead um this was long too hair. Long hair. Uh, Patrick Swayze's uh, mentor. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the deep voice. Eat beef. From East Texas. Eat beef. Beef. It's, it's all dinner. about the beef. Beef is what's <laughs> for dinner. I think you're talking about Sam Elliott. Maybe. That's him. That's him. Sam Elliott plays the father. And Deborah Winger actually plays the mother. <laughs> there you go all right so that was your uh number six correct that is correct i have a problem i have a problem jen oh all my screens just went black i can see the like the reflection on your skin of like everything flashing <laughs> <laughs> That was so bad. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a quick well, break? Well, we can't. We can't yet. Because we can't I, yet. Yeah, I'm up to. I'm up to my number. Whatever. Six, maybe. Tracy Chapman, guitarist and singer-songwriter. Tracy Tracy Chapman, guitar as a kid. Wait. Played guitar as a kid in Cleveland, Ohio, hmm. which is where she actually grew up. Tracy Chapman, why is my page? 
yeah everything is all messed up over here we we will take a break right after this um cleveland, ohio okay. born march 30th 1964 cleveland ohio in uh, a fast car fast car is her most famous song of which she won best contemporary folk song of which she won best new artist of which she won best female pop vocalist all best rock song well that was give me one reason that goes oh, that was 1997 best uh, female video best international album international breakthrough these are british awards best female video oh, that was nominated yeah she got a lot of stuff for that she got a crap load of stuff um tracy chapman was when she came out it was what year was that 1989 i think it was that yep, she came yep. out with fast car which put her on the map i didn't really see her a lot around cleveland at that point in time but then again i was a college student right then and i was broke so i didn't yeah. go to a lot of stores <laughs> i went to the armadillo to to cleveland yeah <laughs> um he was playing at the bank in downtown akron i might see him other than that not so much in october 2018 Tracy Chapman sued the rapper Nicki Minaj over copyright infringement, alleging that Minaj had sampled her song, Baby Can I Hold You, without permission. Chapman stated that she had repeatedly denied permission for Baby Can I Hold You to be sampled. Nicki Minaj settled for $450,000. That's it? Yeah. Um, well, there was a settlement before that by a district judge, but then it was appealed, okay. and the it went through all the yeah, bullshit yeah. and it finally came out that Nicki Minaj paid $450,000 for her to shut the hell up. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break here because my shit don't work. <laughs> and I got to go to the bathroom. So good timing. Did I pick this one? Okay. Thank God. <laughs> Und 
You know who this is? Is this Julio? This is Lakeside, a band okay. that originated in Youngstown, Ohio. Or actually, Dayton, Ohio, sorry. Stephen Shockley started Lakeside. Along Coolio with... stole that. Yeah, okay. Coolio stole that directly from them. Fantastic yes. Voyage. Got it. Okay. Just, it's one of the bands that I've lit about 40 times. <laughs> and Fantastic Voyage was used in a commercial over the past year. Oh, really? Yes. Which one? I can't remember. <laughs> it was like Geico or something. I can't remember. Anyways, um, we're up to your, I don't know what number you're on. You probably need to go first because I only got five left. Oh, my next one is Def Leppard. And Def Leppard is not originally from Ohio, but they played there many a times. So- <laughs> I got scratch right in the middle of my forehead. Oh, oh that's much better. Okay. <laughs> I told Bob when I was outside, I'm going to do Def Leppard, man. <laughs> I'm going to do Def Leppard. 
My my next one is actually Paul Newman. Uh, Paul, he's Newman. my number two. Yeah, ah, there we go. Shaker Heights. Yes, uh, Shaker Heights University Circle education from Kenyon College and Yale University. Uh, Newman was born on January twenty sixth, nineteen twenty five, in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, the home of Kane Park Amphitheater. He is the second son of Teresa Garth Fetzer. Oh, the Fetzer Company. I wonder if uh, I'll have to look that up. Uh, anyways, served in the United States Navy during World War II. Uh, he enrolled in the Navy V-12 pilot program at Yale University, but was dropped for being colorblind. No, that sucks. Yeah. After the war, Newman completed his bachelor's degree in drama and economics at Kenyon College in Gambier, Ohio. Shortly after earning his degree, he joined several summer stock companies, most notably the Belfry Players in Wisconsin and the Woodstock players in Illinois. Uh, it doesn't state whether he worked at Kane Park or not. I really wonder if he did, because that would be like home for him. <laughs> um, on top of being an actor, an actor of great esteem, uh including uh Will Hand Luke and a couple of films. Here we go. Our town. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Um The 80 Yard Rung, The Long Hot Summer, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, From the Terrace, Exodus, The Hustler. HUD, H-U-D, Harper, Ombre, The Sting, Pocket Love Money, movie. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Fort Apache and the Bronx, Come Along With Me, The Verdict, Harry and Son, The Color of Money with Tom Cruise. Yep. Fat Man and Little Boy. And if you don't know what that's about, that's about the bombs being dropped on Japan. Uh, he ended up playing General Leslie R. Groves in that. Nobody's Fool, which was actually a pretty good show. Um, he was on The Simpsons. Who wasn't? <laughs> the Road to Perdition. Which was nominated, yeah, that was nominated for everything. Um, Our Town again in 2003. He was the voice of Doc Hudson in the yes. Cars movies. Yep. And in the Meerkats, he was the narrator. 
Slapshot. Slapshot was good. Yep. But why do we love him most? Because he drove auto racing. <laughs> Listen to this, folks. Because uh, I have this page up right here. 1973. Watkins Glen, man, right here. 1973, Road Atlanta. 1975, Road Atlanta. 1976, Road Atlanta. He, he actually uh, came in first in that, in the Triumph TR6 series. Yes. Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta 1979 came in first in the new Nissan 280ZX. Uh, he raced mid-Ohio with a Jaguar, came in ninth. It uh, finished. That's impressive. <laughs> extremely huge in road racing. Actually is a part of the SECA Hall of Fame. Yep. Throughout his life, he helped several car racers advance their careers. And he was also a huge fan of Def Leppard, who's from Cleveland. I well, heard that. They, they played in Cleveland many times yeah. at, with one arm. <laughs> you drop your stick. <laughs> uh, Paul Newman died in September 26, 2008. Uh, in Westport, Connecticut. Um, I don't know where he's buried. Do not know. Um, hopefully it's Ohio, but probably not. Probably not. Uh, he performed at the age of 10 at the Cleveland Playhouse. There you go. There you go. All right. Sir, what's your next? Uh, let's pick somebody who's not from Ohio again. How about Def Leppard? No, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, he lives here now. Like, he's been living in Ohio for years. And he's just like right outside of Columbus, basically. Who, Dave Chappelle? Yeah. He lives in a little, like, country community down southern Ohio. Oh. He's not on my list. Well, he wasn't born here. He was born in Washington, D.C. Oh, he wasn't born here. Yeah. Def Leppard. Def Leppard, <laughs> however. <laughs> nah, he's been, he's been down here for quite a while. I think it, and whatever, whatever I was looking up was like famous people that have been in Ohio, apparently. So, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sheepish about this whole episode, and I apologize, but... If you've ever seen the Chappelle show, that is just some great comedy. And the fact that he walked away from Hollywood, like all the money and all the crap, just because he wanted to do his own thing. I, I really kind of got to give him props for that. So, yep, he is up on my list there. So, all right, we can get rid of him. Is that Where it? Yeah. All right. My number Five. Born 1907, November 16th, 1907. Burgess Meredith, born in Cleveland, Ohio. 
Meredith was born in 1907, the son of Ida Beth and Dr. William George Meredith. His mother came from a long line of Methodist revivalists, a religion to which he adhered throughout his lifetime. He graduated Husak School in New York City and then attended Amherst College. In 1929, he became a member of Eva Legallian's Civic Repertory Theater in New York City. Although best known to the larger world's audience for his film and television work, Meredith was an influential actor and director for the stage. He made his Broadway debut. Depew. Pepe Depew? Pepe Depew. In 1930, in Le Galleon's production of Romeo and Juliet. Wow. Yes, he started out in theater, but he promptly moved on to film and television where he became extremely famous as the penguin the penguin although i gotta say uh that one episode of the twilight zone which is rated as one of the best episodes of the twilight Zone, the the guy with the super thick glasses and he survives a nuclear war and he's stuck there with nothing but books and time to read. Yes. That's an ama- that's a, an amazing episode. <laughs> I think he played Henry Bemis in that one. Um he actually did four episodes at the Twilight Zone. Uh he played Henry Bemis, Luther Dingle, Romney Wordsworth, and Mr. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean, honestly, you look at it, he started his television career in 1950. Twilight Zone was 1959 to 1963. Batman was 66 to 68. And he just kept going. Yeah. Uh, Bonanza. A lot of stuff. The Monkees. 12 O'Clock High. The Wild Wild West. Uh so on, so on, so on. He really, I mean, he really wasn't afraid to do silly or oddball stuff. Right. I mean, he did. He had serious stuff. He had vaudeville. He had a little of everything in there. He just really, you know, he just wanted to have fun. Now, I, you know, growing up, Rocky was the thing for me. <laughs> Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four, Rocky five. And they used archival footage for Rocky Balboa in 2006, long after he had died. Oh, wow. Bless you. He died in 1997 in Malibu, California. Uh, Spouses Helen Derby, Margaret Perry, Paulette Goddard, and his last wife was Kanja Sunsten. My nose is just like crazy. Anyways, 
Burgess Meredith, my guy. Very All right, nice. sir. What's your next? Uh, we touched upon him for a moment, Mr. Clancy Brown. Urbana, Ooh, Ohio, age 64. I first think I saw him as the Kurgan in Highlander. And uh, just recently, uh, Uncle Carl messaged me on Facebook going, did you know that the Kurgan was the voice of Mr. Krabs? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I had no clue. Like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, he was also uh, Shawshank Redemption as the uh, evil guard, which he was great at that. But uh, I, 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 even, you know, Ventures of Buckaroo Banzai, which is a really occult film, he, he shows up in that. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2, Starship Troopers. I actually thought he was very good in that. He is going to show up in John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, yes. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, boy. Dexter, New Blood, Lex Luthor. Yeah, pretty much if you ever watch a DC uh, cartoon with Lex Luthor, he's usually playing the voice of Lex Luthor. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Surtur. Oh, that's right. He played the bad guy at the very beginning of Thor Ragnarok. I forgot that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just all around good dude. Like I love him as an actor. I love him as a voice actor. I just love him all the way around, man. Cast as a Viking alongside of Sean Penn in the 1983 crime drama Bad Boys. <laughs> uh, he was in a Michael Jackson short movie called Speed Demon. What? Alrighty then. But anyway, yep. Mr. Clancy Brown, love him to death. And he was born in Ohio. All right. Just like uh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. I only got two left. How many you got left? I have three. Okay, go ahead. Frederick Charles Willard. Oh, yeah, Fred Willard. Born September 18th, 1933 in Cleveland, Ohio. He was raised in Shaker Heights. Willard graduated Kentucky Military Institute, VMI, as well as served in Germany in the United States Army. Willard's stage career began when he moved to New York City. He initially worked, his initial work included a production of Desperate Hours at a local YMCA, and he worked with future comedy partner Vic Greco. They later performed as Willard and Greco in Greenwich Village. They found some success touring and appeared on Dean Martin, The Smothers Brothers, The Tonight Show, Gets. They were offered roles in television series like Get Smart and The Carol Burnett Show. Everybody Loves Raymond, 2003. 13 episodes. I don't remember that one. Wasn't he on Roseanne for a little bit? Modern Family. 
13 Thir- episodes. 13 episodes. What was the one that he was doing right before he died? Bold and Beautiful. Space Force. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> like, everybody hates that show, and I think it's hilarious. I think it's one of the best shows out there, man. Oh, and, my God. and it got canceled. I know. So sad. Um, Jimmy Kimmel Live doesn't count. Um, on Space Force, he was he was hilarious. Fred Naird. Oh, look at that final appearance. Posthumously, too. Yeah. Well, he died really suddenly. It was cardiac arrest. Mm. Um, but the guy been through a lot. Uh went through legal issues, lost his job with PBS. Um, what was he doing with PBS? Market Warrior. What was Market Warriors? Never heard of it. Market Warriors is an American reality television series that follows four professional antiquers as they buy assigned items at flea markets and antique shows on a budget. Mark Wahlberg replaced him on the show. That's sad. Willard died in his home in Los Angeles on May 15th, 2020 at age 86, according to his daughter and his representatives. The cause of death was subsequently reported as cardiac arrest with coronary artery disease, which is what Burke and I are going to die from. So I'm sure. Yep. Man, the nuclear shit's not going to help us. All right, sir, what's your next one? You got, what, two left? I got two left. William Royce Skaggs, better known as Boz Skaggs. Boz? Canton, Ohio. Canton? 1944. Solo career in 69. He lacked any major hits until Silk Degrees peaked at number two on the Billboard 200. And produced the hit singles Lido Shuffle, Lowdown, and he has produced two more platinum certified albums in Down to Then Left and Middleman. Um, and he later produced Breakdown Dead Ahead and JoJo. He's got a lot of good music out there. Um, I have fixed so many cars to those songs, it's just kind of sad. Um He's got something to do with Toto, and I cannot find where that is at. Has something to do with Toto. Uh, born in Canton, eldest child. Father was a traveling salesman who flown in the Army Air Corps during World War II. Then they moved to Oklahoma, then to Plato, Texas. Is that anywhere near you? I know it's a big state, but... Very close. Awesome. All righty, then. Half an hour. His weird nickname started out as Bosley, then Boswell, then Bosworth, and then shortened to Boz. He was a vocalist for Miller's band, The Marksman. Boskags. Album of the Year, Best R&B Performance, nominees for all those. Winner of Best Rhythm and Blues Song, 1977. Yep. I love me some Boskags. But all I got it in. All right. My number two. 
I'm going to give you some songs that she won awards for. Okay. Rapture. Blondie. Sweet Love. Ain't No Need to Worry. Giving You the Best That I Got. Compositions. Giving You the Best That I Got is Anita Baker? Correct. Okay. Miss Anita Baker. Anita Denise Baker. Born January 26, 1958 in Toledo, Ohio. Hey, mud she is a five-time Grammy winner. I believe that. Uh, she's still on tour. <laughs> she's got more than that. She's got 20- best R&B vocal performance, best rhythm blues song, best soul gospel. R&B vocal, rhythm and blues, R&B vocal, rhythm and blues. Good Lord. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of those. And then the American Music Awards, she has one, two, three, four. four. And then the Soul Train Music Awards, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Other honors, International Artist of the Year. Canadian Smooth Jazz Award. But she's also got a star on the Walk of Fame. Really? That on the I Hollywood Walk of Fame. Star at 7021 Hollywood Boulevard. Miss Anita Baker started in 19, or she started singing 1983? <clears throat> no. She got her she was, first she got her first record deal at nineteen seventy-five. Wow. She then secured a record deal with Areola Records. That's a that. bold name for a record label. <laughs> it's not uh, the same, however, comma. In it is pronounced the same. <laughs> 1979. Now, Air, Areola Records was bought out by Arista Records in 1979. Arista, yeah, Arista. Uh, she, um, she was with a band called Chapter Eight at that point in time, funk band. She released her first solo album in 1983. And the album produced four singles. No More Tears on its B-side. Will You Be Mine, Angel, and You're the Best Thing Yet. Angel became Baker's first top ten single. Nice. I I don't know what else to say about her. Um, well, she's got a long, long career. She has a super long career. She is extremely good at what she does. The tours that she's done, she had the Rapture Tour, 86-87, The Heat with Luther Vandross in 1988. 
1989, Anita Baker in concert. It goes on and on and on. Look, Anita Baker's Farewell Concert Series, 2018 to 2019. Look, 2023, the Songstress Tour. <laughs> Every one of these bands that shuts down is like, we need to go out on tour again. Go ahead and give our lead singer a, a chair. <laughs> Here comes Phil Collins in a wheelchair. Yes, yes, yo. Sue, Sue. Oh, I got a poo. Poodio. <laughs> All right, what's your number one? <laughs> All right, this. Okay, hey, I got. My last one is born in Ohio. Def Leppard? Yes, Def Leppard, man. Willoughby, Ohio. Born 1933. Thomas Daniel Conway, better known as Tim Conway. Oh, my God. I forgot about Tim Conway. <laughs> American actor, comedian, writer, and director from 1966 to 2012. More than 100 TV shows, TV series, and films. Um, he was in McHale's Navy. Uh, the Carol Burnett show, arguably his biggest bit ever and he could do no wrong uh, he he used to make those people crack up so much because apparently they would do a morning or like an afternoon show and an evening show in the afternoon show he would do the lines as written in the evening show he would change them to something that he thought was funnier and that's generally when you got the entire cast cracking up and laughing hysterically and uncontrollably. Um, Mr. Hudball. Oh, God. The oldest man. Uh, he co-starred with Don Knotts in several films. Um, he provided the voice of Barnacle Boy in the SpongeBob SquarePants series. Um, had his own TV series. Won six primetime Emmy Awards during his career. Um uh, yeah, grew up in Willoughby, near Chagrin Falls. Groom for polo ponies. Excuse me. His father immigrated to the United States in 1927. He was born in Ireland to Scottish parents, and his mother was a first-generation Romanian-American. Interesting stuff. Attended Bowling Green University in Bowling Green, Ohio. Majored in television and radio and was a disc jockey. Uh, he was in a fraternity. Uh, well, maybe I'll have to take him off. <laughs> Listen to the United States Army, where he served from 1956 to 1958. He was worked with Ernie Anderson in Cleveland on KWY-TV, an NBC affiliate. He was on WJW-TV and weekday morning film show under Ernie Place's Banner, where he wrote the material for comic skits shown during film intermissions. Interesting. So he's actually got he resurfaced periodically on Cleveland television on the Houlihan and Big Chuck and Big Chuck and Little John shows. He also made regular guest appearances on Goulardi Fest functions. 
showed up on the Steve Allen show, uh, showed up on Laugh-In. Uh, he had his own show, the Tim Conway show, did the dwarf things. Um, yeah, the, he had long career and just what a funny, funny guy. So, yep, yeah, he's my number one. My number one. And I will reiterate it is personal preference. It's I'm not saying yeah. that this person's better than somebody. <laughs> he just kind of takes number one for me, A, because I knew him, and B, he was all about Ohio. That is Michael Stanley G. Born March 25th, 1948 in Cleveland, Ohio. Graduated from Rocky River High School. <laughs> Played with or had these people play with him in his band. Joe Walsh, Todd Rundgren, Rick Derringer, Joe Vitale, Jonah Coslin. Kenny Pastono, Dan Fogelberg, David Sanborn, Al Perkins, Joe Lala, Paul Harris, Richie Fure, Jay Giles. That's a lot of talent. That's a crap load of talent. I almost had Joe Walsh on my list, but then realized he does was not born here, but yeah, he's from Wichita, Kansas. Although uh, he was going to Kent State also during the Kent State shootings. Did you happen to know who opened for Michael Stanley? Was this something like Led Zeppelin or something? You've told me the story before. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. That was close. Eric Another guy Clapton from Ohio. O- opened at the Richfield Coliseum. For the Michael Stanley band. (laughs) The Michael Stanley band started in 1974 and was dissolved in 1987. In 1987, their farewell shows, 12 shows at the Front Row Theater all sold out. Nice. Members of the band were Michael Stanley, Jonah Coslin, Daniel Peccio, Tommy Dobeck on drums, Bob Palander on keyboards, Gary Markaski, Kevin Raleigh, Michael Gizmondi, Rick Bell, Danny Powell. Bless you. Thank you. Clarence was in there somewhere, wasn't he? Clarence Clemens played uh, saxophone on Lover and Someone Like You. Gotcha. He was a stable uh, host on WMMS 
from 1990 until a few weeks before he died in 2021. Michael Stanley in 1991 had a heart attack. And I, I don't know, I mean, anyone that was a Michael Stanley fan remembers the 91 heart attack and then him coming back in two years and doing a concert at Blossom, which was a great concert. Um, he died March 5th, 2021, after suffering seven years with lung, lung cancer and prostate cancer. Oh, man. That'd be rough. What a freaking double whammy, man. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's late. I'm a little slap happy. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm tr- oh. Oh my God! You're such a dick. You're going uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, singles. Let's see here. Lover made it to sixty-eight on the U.S. pop list. He can't love you like I love you. Made it to thirty-three. My town made it to 39 which he made he dozens made, yeah he made like 24 different versions for every large city in america which kind of makes me wonder why that didn't go a little bit higher <laughs> um but yeah his his biggest and best hit was he can't love you which was wasn't even sung by Michael Stanley. It was sung by Jeremy Coslin. No, okay. That's, the things I remember. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the reason that I picked him for number one was because he was always Ohio. He never left. He toured. He lived Ohio. I saw him at the Richfield Coliseum. I saw him at the Agora. I saw him at Blossom Music Center. The man was all about where he grew up, and that's something that I take pride in. Um, he is buried in my favorite cemetery. Which is? Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland Heights. The same place where Marcus Alonzo Hanna is buried, the same place that James A. Garfield is buried, the same place that John D. Rockefeller is buried. And it is straight up the hill from the rapid transit station that I used to get dropped off at when I was working at Kane Park. So I walked by it every day. Cool. Fabulous. Seal Ball is buried there? Correct. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, if you're a cemetery hunter, Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland Heights is a place to go. There are so many famous people buried there, including Marcus Alonzo Hanna. The Hannah Theater, you know, the guy. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, who who else is buried there? I wish they had a list of everyone that was buried there. 
Notable internments. Newton Baker, Ernest Ball. Ernest Ball. Isn't that Lucille Ball's I would assume father? so. I think that's her father. Uh, Charles Chestnut. Ray Chapman, who used to be a baseball player with the Indians. <clears throat> Marcus Alonzo Hanna, U.S. Senator and Republican Party boss. Uh, yeah, there's just Lewis Stokes is in there. Anyone from Ohio remembers that name. Um, John D. Rockefeller, philanthropist and founder of Standard Oils, Ohio, which became BP, which was also Boron, which... Yeah, depending <laughs> on where you were. Yeah. Um. Abram Garfield, who was related to President Garfield, is intern there. Just a whole bunch of really cool people. And you, Alan Freed, who coined the phrase rock and roll. Um, Al Lerner, who actually used to own the Cleveland Browns, is buried there. Um, Garfield's wife is in there. And little Italy, yes, <laughs> like reading through, I was like, Oh my gosh, but anyway, there's a huge amount of people in that cemetery. Anyways, I, 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 I want to get a little to, off topic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Want people to remember Michael Stanley and not <laughs> the cemetery. Uh, the band actually, like I said, dissolved in 1987, the year I graduated high school, which I shouldn't say because that ages me and I'll never pick up any of the hot women. Uh, anyways. I don't think the year you graduate is going to help you not pick up hot women. But anyway. I think the baldness is going to help. Anyways, that's, that's our list, guys. Love it. Hate it. Mine kind of sucked a little bit. My apologies. I will strive to do better. Oh, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember to go to davisondavisshow.com. And if you want some merch, we got the davisondavisshow.com. That sounds exciting. Mm. We're back. Next week, we don't know what we're doing. We'll figure it out. Someday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great time. Have a great time. Have a great time. We're, uh, we got like three hours of shows or four hours of show in here. That's crazy. I got to go. I got darts to throw. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Remember. Take a shit. Have a good day. Wipe your ass. Use water. (laughs) 